following message is being transmitted at the request of the Boundless Pod Trap Movie Review and the guys of the BPT. What you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, please disengage your listening device at this time. If you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie, you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time. Stay tuned for a movie review that only the guys at the Boundless Pod Trap can give you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, hey, what's happening? Can Did you, you want to do something else? Something out? <laughs> All these it's podcasts just, that you saw, hey, it's like, what's happening? What's happening? What's, ha- what's the hap? What's happening? Yeah. So, uh, we got a special guest today. Sir? Sir. Present. Pre- present. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Uh, what's your name? Line. Uh, <laughs> my name. <laughs> my name's JJ Johnson. We're, we're not paying him. No. So, we're Do you sorry. guys get paid? Uh, some of us. Uh, Justin. We, get, hoards, we just get paid. He hoards all loves. the money. We're actually making some pretty decent. We're up to like 47 cents with. <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> we don't, we, you know how we make more money. Go to Zazzle.com. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We, so, so somebody bought a bumper sticker. That's why we're at forty-seven cents. Uh, it's probably been a few. Uh, pretty much everything you get. Like you a bought them though. <laughs> <laughs> you bought them and handed them out to us. Uh, this is true. Uh, do you need a control? Do you need yeah. a bumper sticker? Oh, I got God, a bumper no. sticker. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! No. Have you seen it? Like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> <clears throat> so JJ, JJ is uh, actually one of my well, pro- is my well, best friend. Well, first I, off, I'm you should tell people friend. what the fuck is going on right now. We're doing a movie <laughs> review podcast of a. Uh, <laughs> Of a movie. Of Not a movie. only do you movie. fuck the intro up four times, you just randomly, <laughs> hi, what's going on? Who are you? What's this thing? I, I fucked it up two times and got it right on the third time. Uh, <laughs> I think that's and you that suck was. at math. <laughs> no, that, that's math. Two minus four. Mom, Carry dad, one. don't fight. Not this. Um, You're scaring the kids again. <laughs> what's the with the new age math these days? Fuck the, new math. What is it called? Common core. Common core. Do, what? Do you? Do no, you I'm not to? common at all. Okay. This is true. <laughs> One out of four people are common? people. Wow. People. Okay. You went yep. there. Common people? Yeah. <laughs> plebs? We're yep. plebs? All right. Peasants. Yeah. Well, he was your best friend. <laughs> Not anymore. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so JJ. JJ here. Uh, me and him grew up together uh, <laughs> in the ghetto. It's good that you had together. Otherwise, yeah. it'd just be that. Because like, we all up. just grew up. Yeah. I was going to say, strange. We the rest of us grew up. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I've known this dude since middle school. Uh, the stories we could tell, we would probably have to have him back on a podcast just to put it all out there. But do it. Um, do we'll it. see. Do we'll it. see. He's a busy guy. We'll see. We'll just see how this one goes, and if he, <laughs> if he, um, if passes I, if the I test. Pass. <laughs> yeah, I'm grading you on uh, your performance here. Oh, so let's start with the oral exam first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that was the worst zipper impression. Zipper? Did you just do like was his laugh? I was cackling. You're making oh. fun of his laugh. <laughs> Jesus, very Christ. insensitive. Very anti-Semitic. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Wow, but this is like wow. This kind of the Jew. This is is kind of like the Lahiam. <laughs> so much tension. Do you got? Do you got like a dollar on you? Uh, the funny thing is, there's actually one rolled up over there. Boom. That's weird you can have that it's a long story it's all dusty do you want that one tv show animal kingdom is about drugs and stuff so he's getting into character i put salt and stuff on the (laughs) table and anyways so what are you about what 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 are you about (laughs) what are you about coming at me all like hard like that man the fuck you want man (laughs) so i i wanted to uh before we get started on the movie for tonight i wanted to talk about your guys's alpha dog Oh. Um, little podcast thing. He loved it. He loved I, well, <laughs> well, did, I mean, 
so like I remember watching Alpha Dog and I really liked it, but like everyone's like, Oh my gosh, this poor white kid, you know, he got shot and over drug money in, in California and like from the black perspective, I'm just like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Like this is, I mean, if we were to make a movie every single time, <laughs> yeah, I guess a that black checks kid out. got shot. It's a little smoky. <laughs> got shot over fifteen hundred dollars. That's like, it. You could probably lower that down a little bit. Yeah. So you're giving Alpha Dog ten out of ten. Is what? You're well, saying. so that's the thing is, I actually really love the movie, but like I. I don't know. It was a little heartless of me. I was like, that's what happens. Like <laughs> this is, you know, little Tyrone didn't get a movie made after him going from, I guess like the suburban area. It, you would imagine, or I guess you would hope to approach it in like a different perspective, especially since they already come from family with money, but money is money. So yeah, yeah. I, guess I just, anything, so. I just really wanted to uh, discuss that with you guys. Also, how could you give that movie such a low review? Thank you. I hated it. Gosh. Exactly. I hated it. He gave a bigger rating on rubber. Well, I guess he picked rubber. I didn't pick rubber. Didn't? Who picked rubber? Why did we review rubber? I did. Oh, okay. Because you guys made me watch. You said we should watch. I think Lonnie suggested us watching it. And I was like, let's do a review about it. All right. And you loved it. It was pretty good. I I thought it was good. He gave Passion of Darkly Noon a higher rating than alpha dog yeah and then you fucking killed it by reciting the movie word <laughs> for word it was day it was integral one. it was integral day, what do you keep calling was it to? day one yeah. was it because he walked into the road i fell over scene two we <laughs> she brought him water of our two listeners one of them quit listening after that episode <laughs> she needs to catch back up yeah. that's why you not selling your bumper stickers, man. <laughs> I'm not selling them. I'm giving them away. <laughs> People are giving them, give them away. Smart business. Uh, what, what movie are we watching tonight? Uh, let's see. We watched V for Vent Vagina. Was that it? Almost. Um, That's definitely because I bet we. I had to pay <laughs> an extra subscription fee to view this movie for you guys. Um, that I'll need reimbursed. Um, <laughs> How much did you? Okay. Yeah. I, did, you, did you make it through the whole movie? No. Okay. No. I figured. I saw what I needed to see. <laughs> this was the first movie where I was scared because it wasn't free anywhere. But luckily, our good buddy Michael had HBO Max and it was on there. I was going to say, so, yeah, it was on HBO Max. I watched it on a streaming site. Which one is it? I can't really. Oh, I can't disclose. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, I didn't. Yeah. All right. So, uh, really. Realistically, we are talking about V for Vendetta tonight, right? Yes. Awesome. All right. Ow. Sorry. <laughs> v for Vagina is, in fact, a book, though. I'd imagine. On on Am, on Amazon. And he just ordered it. It'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first book review. Company oh, account. It, it's also a Pussifier album. Oh, yeah, yeah. V for Vagina. That's an awesome one. I like the case of that one because if you open up the the the, the case, it's like a, a paper case, and it says like nothing's inside here. <laughs> We've spent more talk time talking about V for Vagina than V for Vendetta. I'm sorry. Well, what's the movie about? All right, so it's a 2005 movie uh, that is based on the comic book by Alan Moore and David Lloyd. It says the IMBD blah 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 it says in a future British tyranny. A shadowy... I don't know why I'm doing the voice. Uh, in a future British tyranny, a shadowy freedom fighter known only by the alias of V plots to overthrow... It says it, but I'm pretty sure it should say the government with the help of a young woman. And I was like, well, that's a really boiled down to the bare bones description of it. Like I she so. did. She did one thing. Yeah, she didn't really help. Yeah. I mean, she did the big I, thing, but yeah. she did one thing. Yeah. Uh, technically, she did two things. Uh, she pushed a button. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> she maced the guy, and she pushed the button. She pulled And the she lever. put him it in the train. Lever. She pulled the lever. And she let her badge get stolen. But ba- badge. Badge. Be for badge, It was directed by James, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, McTeague. McTeague, yeah. Uh, the writers are Lily and Lana Wachowski. Wachowski? It was. Wachowski, yeah. The Wachowski brothers, but now made sisters. Yep. It's 2021, man. Yeah, you got to yeah. get comfortable with that. Oh, I'm good with it. No, because we talked it's about Gay it. Pride Month, man. They're not, it, well, it, they're, it's not the same. <laughs> man. It's not, uh, it's not necessarily Gay Pride. It's just Pride. Yeah. I would do one of them. 
It is, yeah. Wait, which one would you do? Lily or Lana? Um, Lana? You would. Lily. Lily. You would. Lily. No. <laughs> All right. Let me go back. <laughs> oh, definitely Lana. You're you're choosing the wrong one, man. No, she's Lana by far. I'm more uh, in, uh, attracted to the, the her intelligence. Get out of here with that. A Lana by far? What are you that's, talking that's about? That's what I'm saying. Anyways, whatever. What, what, you, what were we talking about? We're, <laughs> we're, just, we're just looking what, uh, which one we'd rather have sex with. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> we Continue, just, Jade. I want to leave. <laughs> uh, Don't forget right, so, to take a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> if those two people are at the driveway, make sure they get one too. <laughs> to All right, so uh, starring as V, you got Hugo Weaving, you know, Agent Smith there. Uh, right. Being Evie, his counterpart, who apparently was integral to his plan to overthrow the government, uh, according to the synopsis, I uh, was played by uh, Anakin's main squeeze. Right. See what I did there? Harvard's gravity. Killed her. Oh, yes. Uh, squeezing the force. Yeah, thank you. Natalie Portman. We're not going to review that one. Right. No. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then just a bunch of, you know, random ass, not at all famous English people. Stephen Fry was Stephen Fry, yeah. I know. That was sarcasm. I was being oh. sarcastic. That fell flat. <laughs> I get it. It's oh. funny because it... Like John Hurt, uh, who played Chancellor Sutler. Uh, the first time that they... Well, one of the first times that they said his name, they're like, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'm like, <"S> what? <laughs> it was Sutler. Adam Sutler. Yeah, they didn't... It's their accents. They yeah. Need to speak I realize that there was a difference clear. there. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's accent in there was, was different, though. Was right. Nice. So... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, that's that's my synopsis I got. Right on. Well, this is your pick. So All right. how would you rate this? Uh, ten stars. So I would say for me, it's a nine out of ten. Nice. Um, I, yeah, I arcade. <laughs> cool. I got all the stars. Life up. Yeah. Level it up. One up there. I haven't seen this movie relatively since it became or since it came out. Probably within like the five years it came out. I think I've only seen it like two or three times. I have probably caught clips here and there, but it was very amazing for what it was. The movie itself pretty much started a whole movement, and like I said last podcast, like anonymous is synonymous with the guy Fox with mask. yes with Guido Fox or now guy his original name was Guido Guido he's Spaniard but. Anyways, <laughs> I got one of those. <laughs> he never uses it on himself. Yeah. Though. Coming back to me. All right. Well, um, <laughs> God dang. <laughs> what? <laughs> you do realize people can't see us right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so I haven't seen this in a very long time. And I think with today's climate, it kind of like coincides with a lot of really well, like just the works, Alan Alan Moore's writing with this, and just like knowing how governments and policies and all of that works, and how people can easily just turn against each other or, or on the government, how easy coups can be implemented. It's not necessarily a, a full coup, if you will, but like just trying to get the government or the people against the the authorities against the government, taking it all down. The way that media controls the minds it was a idea that was prominent through the entire film i love this movie more than i thought i did so it's, it's really weird like because the comic book came out in 1988 right and um alan moore is uh, i'm pretty sure he's a wizard uh with all like his like super <laughs> accurate depictions of just where the climate and and stuff will go politically but like, so for me, I'm I'm the opposite. Like, I I really love this movie. So every November fifth, I make my wife watch it with me, and we have like V for Vendetta parties, and no one shows up to because my friends suck. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's all right. <laughs> Let me. You're busy. Hey, you know, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> and so like, I kind of just make it a yearly tradition, just to have fun, watch the movie, and stuff like that. And like every year. Up until last year, I was like, this movie's so fun. Oh, wouldn't it be great? And haha. And then, like, I watched it in 2020, November 5th, 2020. I was like, I don't like it. It's too real. I don't like it. This is, you went from like, that could never happen. We would never take this virus thing seriously to the point of, you know, giving up so much of our freedoms and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, 
well, that doesn't feel great. Well, we would certainly never have a guy so obviously offensive as like a huge world leader. Oh, no. So 2020, like, definitely made this movie, I don't like feel very prophetic, kind of like you idiocracy. Need a yeah. yeah. Just cry in the so shower, get, fully clothed. The massage water. used to feel differently yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I guess my rating for this, it would probably, because I really liked it, the action, the the colors were just like popping, like the, the clash of like reds and blacks. And I almost want to say that's like cinematography, maybe. Yeah. Like the way it yeah. shot. Uh-huh. Probably. <laughs> yeah. You got a point there. You're, aren't oh. you in movies? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. I only play I don't movies. See it. movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I give it a uh, eight stars. You got to level up too. Yes. Alan Moore, he wrote one of my favorite comics of all time, The Killing Joke. So he is capable of writing an amazing story. And I liked his graphic novel of V for Vendetta, piggybacking off your, you, JJ. And from someone who, who grew up with neo and narco anarchists, you kind of watch this from a different perspective. Like some of the things that V was doing is so stereotypical anarchy, but some of the things he does is so not like the keeping of all his, his things he steals and his lavish lifestyle is so not something an an anarchist would do. They, they want to see the world burn, not preserve it. And the way I watch this movie, it's like he is grooming his new protege, and that's the way I took it. Like the whole movie is him grooming Natalie Portman and him more or less grooming uh, Finch as well to take over. He's he's pretty much done with the life, but he wants that life to grow and bloom and kind of fester in the people, but he needs the right people to pass it on to. And you see that progression through the movie, and he's making the right moves, but you can tell with with the murders that he's doing, he just – he doesn't have that same spirit anymore. And his first monologue he makes when introducing himself to Natalie Portman's probably got to be in my top five favorite monologues ever. Oh, yeah. As low as I give movies, I'd probably give this one six and a half. I liked it. There's some things I didn't like. Like I said – like. Some of the things he did, I think, were wrote from someone's perspective of not fully understanding what an anarchist would do. So I saw that this is my second time seeing this movie. Uh, The first time I saw it was when it first came out in 2005. I saw it in theaters, and that was one of two movies that I fell asleep in the movie theater at. I don't remember if it was because I was tired, what it was, but I was actually excited to watch it again. 15 years later or whatever it is. And um, one thing about me is I, I, I'm not a fan of politics. I'm not a fan of stuff like what this movie is about. I also dislike thick accents like in this movie. Like that's all I concentrate on and I get annoyed by it. And he's a little racist. How you're talking about his V's opening monologue to Natalie Portman. That just annoyed the shit out of me with his <laughs> accent. I stayed awake for it. But it didn't take me long to realize why I probably fell asleep in the movie theater. I watched it all the way through. I just couldn't get into it. I don't have much more detail to give to that because, like I said, when I'm not into a movie, I my mind's not into it. I thought some of the action was pretty good in it. It wasn't a terrible movie, but I'm definitely giving it the lowest rating here. I'm giving it a 3.5 out of 10. Which that gives us a BPT score of 7. 7? Seven? 7. 7 stars. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I feel like I'm at a casino. Yeah, and it, it it had so many elements to make the movie great. And I think the Wachowskis did a great job with the screenplay and writing a lot of the dialogue. Yeah. And they, they almost gave the government that big brother feel, controlling the media, controlling all that. And it's like that, like, that could never happen. But there's so many elements of our real life in that. It's like you said, Alan Moore is – it's like, is he a prophet? Has anyone checked to see if he bleeds? Some of this, like Watchmen, all that, like just the way he writes on certain things. But with this movie, I guess Alan Moore wanted his name taken off of Yeah, it. he's not credited yeah. at all. 
like if you it's David Lloyd is the only one credited for right. the graphic novel. Why, and why you, did he take his name off of I it? I guess he just didn't approve of I, I mean, mean he probably could have gone deeper with the screenplay with the screenwriting, but And they took some if liberties you, if you as read, well. Yeah, if you read the like actual comics or graphic novels, it is pretty I mean like the idea of like you guys have said, the big brother government and the abuse of power is there, but the overall storyline between what the characters and stuff is drastically different in the comics than in the movie. I don't know, maybe it was because I saw the movie first or whatever, but I felt like it was one of the times where I enjoyed the movie more than I enjoyed the comics, but maybe it's because... First introduction. Well, I mean, that and, like, I, I don't know, Alan Moore is really smart, and maybe it was just too smart for me and i was like i like when he blows stuff up and punches oh. people <laughs> okay. yeah. i think well, with what you said lonnie was one of alan moore's works with a killing joke and i kind of like put that together like the way i see v he's kind of like a combination of batman and joker together like right. he is for the justice but he's also he's not not that he's not all up there he's he's loose like he's right. there's something rolling around and he takes a little bit of pride in it and that's what i was putting together with you could tell he's done yeah like through the whole movie he's he's not caring if he's getting caught like right. the scene where natalie portman saves him he's he's okay he got yeah. caught he's okay he's yeah. like fine whatever i'm well caught. he based himself you know the guy fox he based him off of a, a failed rebel <laughs> right and that's what happened with the uh with the gunpowder uh what is it plot plot thank yeah. you Hard word. Yeah. Oh. Letters. So by that time, he's giving his cause life to move on. But for himself, you could tell he's just done. He's over it. He wants the revolution to continue and he wants it to breathe. He just, he knows he's not capable of continuing it anymore. Well, I think it's when you were talking about like the anarchy part of it and it's like he is, you know, he does have like a dual motive uh, of getting revenge but then also like anarchy as in tearing down the current government. And what I always took was that he wanted to tear down that government and have people rebuild it. But he knew that he was part of that old world that was caused by destruction and violence and stuff like that. And so right. when it did come to Evie and kind of how you say he groomed her, like he did, but in a way he groomed her to be different than him. Um, right. And they yeah. show that through their awakening after, you know, they get tortured and shit. Right. Oh, absolutely. Like they oh, contrast yeah. it well together. I mean, like she's going through like in a way the same punishments, but they, yeah, their rebirth is. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah, and his was through fire and destruction and, and hers is through the vengeance water. and through hers rain. was through rain and stuff, stuff that gives life and, and replenishes and stuff. And so he, I think he knew that as a product of that old government, like he could be nothing more than that destructive force. It makes it seem like he picked Evie, but in the movie he talks about like fate not being something okay. he plays around with. He's like, we were brought together for me to end this race and for you to continue it in a different way than I am. Right. Yeah. He's a huge strategist. And I mean, like he already knows the pieces before they fall. Right. But yeah, Evie herself, kind of like the difference between the comic book and the movie itself is like Evie was supposed to be a prostitute and not so much here. Well, yeah, I guess that made people not really relate to uh, the yeah. character that well. Plus, I don't think she would have access to somebody's penthouse, which I don't understand how Evie has access to. Well, being a personal assistant, I'm sure they gave it to her to but do it's personal laundry and stuff like that. She just gets coffee and she's a grunt. I thought that was a little weird. That was a pretty loose on the. Uh, they're like, story. ooh, let's make it so that she, this random assistant who we've never shown actually work with this guy, has direct act access to his penthouse and we were like okay makes sense go right <laughs> oh he's he killed him he did oh he did <laughs> i did like the beginning part where they have like their introduction and she asks like you know like, who are you and it's like does a whole monologue of pretty much saying it's stupid to ask yeah, a ma ask like, man what? who he is it's like a mask i don't want anybody to know who i am right and then he he led with that the entire time too it's not the person who's under the mask it's you know they have this little burnt flesh and muscles and it's the idea he's not a person anymore he's the idea right and then and then christopher nolan totally stole that for batman the dark knight rises or whatever. no he didn't it's not what's under the mask blah 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 blah. catch your breath <laughs> <laughs> he's your inhaler batman 
<clears throat> but yeah, I mean that idea, and it's it is a caring theme throughout the movie. Where at the end, how they have all the citizens re- take off their mask, and it's the citizens that are still alive, or even the ones that you know died as part of the cause or or part of you know V stuff. It was to show that um, everyone could be uh, that person of change, and that I liked how all of them were kind of coming through like the soldiers and jumping this. I'm like, does everybody here have like parkour skills? Yeah. It is like, <laughs> yeah. and, and, but then that was another, I mean, I'm glad you guys have me on here uh, for the, the token black perspective there. Thank you. I'm like, yeah, that's a white person thing. Like we don't just, we're not going to walk up a whole bunch of tanks and barricades and just jump them right in front of police officers with guns. Like, no, yeah. no, we live this this movie kind of takes place where most people they just want to go to university or have a game of squash or maybe call up some blokes on the telly and trolley down to the pub or something but everything you said hurt me i'm sorry <laughs> when he reads off his computer it usually does hurt you <laughs> what it hurts our listeners ears too was that it <laughs> yeah that's how the most of the people are but they're getting controlled by the media pollution so into the ear i will say okay. this little fun fact. So I've been the manager of the Halloween department for 15 years. And every year since I've been there, there's two masks that are our most popular masks that we sell every year. First, Michael Myers from Halloween. Yep. And the second are Guy Fox masks. I have so many people coming in. Every, and I, when I first started ordering, I had to like every year double my order because I cannot keep enough of them in. Just a fun fact that I throw out there well, about that. And the thing too, people are buying the... The guy Fox mask going, oh, I'm so fucking original. Like, oh, I, that God. is the sad truth, what you just yeah. said there. It's kind of like uh, people buying the Andre the Giant Obey stuff where the, it was all started to be against capitalism and the over-marketing of stuff. And people are like, look, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm cool too. It's like that. You're, it doesn't mean it with that. Mm, yeah. You're not yeah. miss the point, guys. Uh-huh. Another fun fact that I don't know if you guys know about, the actor John Hurt, who plays chancellor sutler he is actually the main character in 1984 the movie and uh basically it's the exact same, same yeah. premise of big government spies all that so, except he had the counterpart role where he was the more revolutionary guy um so it was except purposely made that way was there like something behind that like was he called in for that role i mean like just because I, I, like there was a big influence with- i think it was like uh, hey wouldn't it be fun to play the other side of this yeah, it's just really fun to see him having, because, you know, what is it, George Orwell? He was all, like, very anti-communist? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, and big government control, and then you've got the switch on it uh, here with V. I thought it was really interesting. But I, I remember in 2005, when a little fresh-faced JJ went to go see this at the dollar movie theater here in town by the stockyards to smell like poo did you see it first so or did you see it like on the fourth on the docket because <laughs> every time we went there we saw one movie well we paid for one movie and watched everything that's not the point okay keep going. all right no one cares about your thiefing ways. no this was against yeah. the anti-commie yeah like, and we were, we're sticking it to the yeah like who's gonna go pay money for a movie that's talking about being an anarchist like, yeah and then the point. and then you you criminals got our dollar theater shut down that's yeah no, no more dollar movies that we can sneak into it was location 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 that's what never mind <laughs> <laughs> so anyways i remember seeing it and like i i didn't care about any of the political stuff i saw his you know opening speech where he used all the v words uh, except for vagina, which that's, I'm like, how did you miss that one? That's what I had on here too. It at that's the why end. my my voice went down. Voila. Vagina, <laughs> vagina. It's easy. Vasectomy. And, but like, I did feel like when I was first, you know, seeing it and he's talking, I'm like, I can't really understand you. He definitely. I mean, like Christopher Nolan stole a lot from this movie. I feel like because he definitely had the Bane muffled voice. Like, I'm sure what you're seeing is really cool, but I only get like every third and fifth word i guess they had to redo that i mean like his actual acting great actor and like he uses a lot of his movements to portray what he's actually saying behind a mask because you can't see anything so you're reading his movements with the words that was kind of 
put over the fact in folly and yeah, yeah. And, but i was like i don't know if i like this guy and then he blow up a statue while conducting an orchestra and laughing maniacally i'm like yeah i like him he's a good guy i could tell there's a line in here where it's like artists use lies to tell the truth and i think that fits well with alan moore i wonder if that is like his actual writing or so but it's straight to the point i mean you're using like a comic book to pull somebody in and like we're, we're seeing the reflection with what is actually going on. Not only that, but like Alan Moore himself, uh, it, when V was posing dressed down, like he, it looks like he took on Alan Moore's character, his likeness when he met with the inspector Finch. Oh yeah. I can yeah. see that the prosthetics and yeah. all that. It's like, that, that was kind of cool. I think that, that was, was like a, a little throwback to him. So Jeremy, what was it that turned you off to it? Was it just the drastically political climate or that? I don't know. I, I just cannot get into movies like that. I, I have a, a specific kind of movie that I'm interested in. And it's because they're British. They're, he, I'm against kind of, the colonizers the, too. America. It's, it's the also like, Wakanda. It's silly as it's, <laughs> as silly as it sounds. <laughs> the oh, accents man. in this movie are annoying as shit. And I, it just reminds me too much of like Harry Potter type movies. And I, can't get into those movies and you're just trying my, to do my trying to make fun of every nerd culture while you're at it there goes our uk the fucking listeners UK, I, fucking I, ukers and you know what harry potter and doctor who and they didn't have like the croaky you, like they you wasn't magic the gathering guy you suck my left no. dick it's your left just, dick yeah <laughs> you got two it's not i don't know i i just it's it's not my cup of tea i watched it again i, I think this kind of would come later in the what would i do differently and my what I w- would have maybe made it better more action. I think there was your two- fucking excuse for every single movie. Like no, every no, movie he says we- more blood, <laughs> blood or action. Every it's movie you've done like just- should have had more action. And it should. Yeah, the I mean, last fight scene was more. pretty cool, and I liked how he use he uses a chess analogy to kind of like act out or or explain his methods. He's like, I'm going to do this, and pretty much there's nothing you can do, and he does it. And it was cool, but it wasn't as climactic as I yeah. would have expected it to be for being the final scene. Well, I thought the ending of the movie was anticlimactic, but they blown a building up. Well, should, the end fight scene, I guess I should I, say. You know, I liked I liked the end fight scene if it wouldn't have been for the complete overuse of blood. Like it seems like they way overdid the blood. It was like. Kill Bill esque, yeah, like it was way too much amount of blood. Like getting your throat cut, even getting your carotid artery cut, would not use that much blood. Especially getting like the side of your arm cut, and it looked like carry little much. I even was okay with the swirling action of the blade. I thought that was a fine detail they put in, but the amount of blood took me out of that scene so much. I think with the I guess the swirling, the slow-mo, I mean, with the Wachowski sisters. I mean, coming off of Matrix, because that's pretty much their movies. Right. Yeah, I mean, you get a lot of that going from our last podcast. Where I, I don't Matrix know how was, much, like, they had to do with the actual, like, choreography of stuff like that, since they were just the writers on right. there. Oh. I was going to ask you, just, Justin, 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 since uh, you, you, you like the choreography and fight scene type stuff, how would you rank the fight scenes in this um, movie for what it was i mean it could have been more i mean doing what you can as a masked character with almost anything being in prosthetics or being in a superhero costumes these days are so much easier to get by look at like black panther i mean like the last fight scene in that was all cgi but i i thought it was actually pretty well for the character because like i said going with the chess analogy like he tells his moves and then he executes and it was very precise it was very clean even in heated moments when he was getting shot up at the last part like i i don't believe everything well i mean obviously it didn't because he was dying but the way he was still able the way he was still able to throw like the final knives and choke out the um what's his name chow g creedy yeah Chow Chi. Chow Chi Creedy. <laughs> the way he was. Wrong the, kind of movie. <laughs> it's, his, it's his pet names, Chow Chi. But yeah, then after that, like it all, I mean, maybe it could be like an adrenaline rush or something, but like he exits stage right and, or is it left? How, and, and this could be a stupid question, but like I said, my, my mind wasn't 100% in it as it went on. How old was V in this movie? They don't, they they, don't, yeah, they don't say. 
because I, I was picturing him more as a not elderly but up there in yeah. age which is why I thought that you know his fighting wasn't as high paced as I thought it would be they do kind of go into like somewhat of the character backstory where he was locked up you know he's not like batman or or anyone else who's had like official training through all the experiments and stuff that they did he was like the only living survivor and it gave him only living survivor i guess i could just say the only survivor because you got to be living to true yeah so it like gave him like quicker reflexes and stuff like that and so it was one of those things where they were trying to show speed at the uh, in that last battle why he could kill them before they could reload was because he was like just that fast and so they slowed it down for us to see it all but like i don't think it really translated very well that that was what was happening yeah, yeah. they could have gone more into it like how he got to the stuff i mean like i believe in the comic where it's talking about how they were giving him more liberties as far as like the, with the gardening he was using like the fertilizer and stuff and upon the explosion didn't like the compounds or something so yeah like with it. yeah it was the same type of stuff he used to blow up the statue and right. stuff. And it was that he was learning how to basically become a, a botanist. A, or whatever. Yeah, a botanist terrorist. Yeah. As most botanists, you know. Yeah, exactly. Move I, on to their next stage of life. I thought that was kind of, when he's talking to Evie, he's like, I wanted to give you this gift. And when the, the camera goes over and you see fertilizer, I'm like, your gift is I'm shit. Like, <laughs> That's a train full of poo, sir. <laughs> oh, God, it stinks. <laughs> I do have to say that shaved head Natalie Portman is my favorite Natalie Portman. I thought she was absolutely adorable with shaved head. I loved it. Made her look too young. She was young. Like a little girl. I don't think Natalie Portman's that attractive to begin with. You have different tastes. I do. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with with what Lonnie's saying. You but like one old of, ladies. He likes more like people are coming. You like grandmas. No, that. Not grandmas. Okay, maybe grandmas. <laughs> you like women who are like, hey, come over to my house. We can watch Golden Girls and then eat hard candies out of my purse. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Sign me who up. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> yeah. It's all Thank stuck you. together. <laughs> yeah, oh, it looks the, like you got a twofer. <laughs> the obvious symbology, I guess, with the, well, when you're seeing like the, the cells, you know, Roman numerals, numerals one, two, three, four, five. 5B and the V, and he takes on the name V. So you don't necessarily know his real name, but he also kind of uses identity from like his favorite movie, Count The Count of, of Monte, Monte Cristo. Cristo. And I like that ending line with Evie when she says like, well, she's talking to Finch, and he's, he's like, who is that? Or something like that. And he's like, his name was Edmund Desmond, or Desmond. Edmond Dantes. Uh, Dantes. He's my yeah. father. Yeah. And when she said, I'm like, what? I was like, bullshit. And my then father. She's like my father. There was kind of a, my mother. Yeah, there was kind of a theory that like they were father daughter, but it, it's like she's kissing on his mask. It was a uh, number five comes up a lot, like, oh, yeah. room, and like he plays like Beethoven's fifth uh, when he's talking to Creedy in his greenhouse and stuff to block out the microphones or whatever. There's surveillance microphones, and I'm like, oh, that's nifty. I like little uh, smart hidden things there. All right, little Easter eggs. It's like even. V upside down is pretty much like the anarchist symbol, but minus a little slash. I mean, kind of. I, letters are similar to other letters. I did like the scene, and forgive me, I don't know the character's name, but when V went to that lady's place that was in bed. The botanist? She, the, yeah. No, the and, doctor. The, she was the, she, the mortician. She that said that she was like that. Yeah. But the, uh, I like how their interaction... And she like says, are you going to kill me now or whatever? And then he's like, I killed you five minutes ago or whatever because she slipped something in or whatever. I he, thought that was kind he, of syringed her. Yeah, yeah. Her. I thought that was kind of a cool um, thing. Yeah, the part of that that I really liked is uh, when she asked if it was pointless to apologize. And he said never. And he, I mean, like you see so much rage from him about his revenge and violence from him. And I was like, that was a really soft moment. Mm-hmm. Where it really endeared you to the character, and then, and then he went and tortured the girl he liked for a couple months, which gave me confused feelings. Right. What do you? What is your take on? I tortured you for the good. Yeah. The thing is, it's like she kind of. I don't know if I want to say she kind of consented to it. The thing is that she wanted to be fearless, and he thinking about like his methods is probably eh, it's wrong. It violates so much stuff, but I don't think she would have been fearless knowing that he's always there for her if she knows that she can fall onto him and not stand up for herself i don't know if she would have reached that individualism because she's pretty much helpless and she knew she was helpless 
but she became stronger. It it's a very dangerous situation, and like I mean, with the climate nowadays, with like the Me Too movement and all that, I'm like, I don't. If this movie had came out in oh, yeah. 2019, 2020, that would have been a huge unacceptable thing because it's like. Yeah, that's like extreme gaslighting and being extremely toxic. It shows that she had um, reading material. When <laughs> right, she like it goes back to showing him being like part of that old world where the only way he knew to to get someone to have their confidence or individuality is through the same abuse that he went through, which speaks to part of his character. But it's like, yeah, you. You still tortured a girl for a long, like, and not even just imprisoned her, which is, would be bad enough, but tortured, tortured her. Her cat is probably dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she was, I did feel like it was a little weird. She was like, you tortured me and you shaved my hair. It's like, what? She got over it really fast though. But like, was, I mean, (laughs) if I'm getting tortured, I think I'm going to not give two shits about my hair. And he's like, you want to go outside? outside?" (laughs) Come on. And so I just thought when I saw that, I remember it made me really conflicted in theaters just because they want you to like V and they want you to understand his motives and stuff like that. And I felt like weird because up till that part, I was like, okay, yeah, blow some shit up. Okay. I can understand that. Sometimes we get mad. Okay. Yeah, sure. Kill white people. All right. I'm there. You know, sometimes we, uh, sometimes, Hey, you got to, you know, sometimes, Spoiler alert, none of you leaving. <laughs> oh, no. And then I was like, so, well, V, now we can't go kidnapping ladies just because we like them. Why? I'm going to make her grow. It's like, that's not a good enough. I mean, she I don't think there is. <laughs> Did you see what she was you wearing? You saw the way she was dressed. <laughs> God. It's so terrible. And so I feel like, is that a weird moral thing that I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, kill a priest. It's obviously bad. Yeah, go ahead. Kill a someone who wronged you a while ago. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Like, where's the moral line of like, oh, well, these people are fascists, and so it's okay to kill them. And then, oh, this girl wanted to be stronger. He could have taken her to like an extreme boot camp or something. There were other options. I think the way he was doing it, because, again, he's all about precision and timing, and the timing was necessary for her to get to where she was needed to be or at a certain level where she can make that choice and pull the lever at the end. Seems like an easy choice. <laughs> Shit's fucked up. Would so you, pull would the you like to lever, continue yeah. being unhappy, or maybe uh, start? Uh, if you go into like the practicality of that, pay the rent for her flat. Like, did he have that fun dungeon set up already, or was he like, well, she's at her friend's house, so I'm gonna prepare a little funsy. You know, I'm gonna set up something cool for when she comes back. Oh, she's coming back. You know. <laughs> She was there before. She never really ventured out. Into right, that. I thought that was that the same room. door she came out it was of like, eventually. You guys can go anywhere except for there. The one that says Between hours and five and seven, that's my special time. Like I said, the time being of an essence, I don't think she would have, because she, she would always know that she always had that second parachute to pull. She could have got to that point, but it would probably take double, triple the time if it was just more of a slower mental Maybe. cognitive. I mean, like, eh. You could say that, but you can also see her parents were <clears throat> choking on my mint. Hold on. Choke it out there, boy. Uh, her parents well, were like <laughs> freedom fighters and, uh, you know, she, her brother died in the epidemic and stuff. And so, I don't know. I just, I understand it, but also I definitely feel like that's not something that would ever pass um, nowadays pop culture climate. It's going back to that theory of like her possibly being the daughter of the there was a point where she said like her dad was no longer there. Like he went to war or something. No, he died. Yeah. And then I was kind of wondering because she said she hadn't had that sort of breakfast since she was a child. Right. And he made it exactly how I guess. Yeah. She wanted it or something, but. Well, that's not that hard. You know, I mean, I mean, put like a little egg on it. Yeah. I mean, eggs on a biscuit. biscuit all the time. It's, you know, it's just butter. And, but that was like a lot of butter. Secret like as black people, we like frying stuff, but that was like a lot for a piece of bread. I don't think they use butter. It's just cream. No, they use butter. Oh, okay. You say cream? Cream. Cream. You put the cream on it. You're going to have yourself a jolly old time. Stop. Will you? I hate acting. You're going to go down Stop to the pop in. Yeah. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> I didn't do it with an accent. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think one of my favorite scenes in this was kind of like the Scooby Doo Benny Hill where they're running around <laughs> yeah. and they do On the talk show. Yeah. Oh. Gordon kind of changed the whole thing, which gave uh, Sutler that little <laughs> inspector gadget, you know, with his claw. Uh, Curse you, gadget. You know, breaks milk. his milk. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're old. That definitely punctured. Yeah. I can't squeeze a glass his, and not cut his myself. Blood <laughs> thinners is, yeah. Also, another thing that I really loved about this was the shadow gallery, his whole place. It's like it's filled with all these mini, like, classical pieces. And there's certain shots that were, like, strong with a change or a birth or a rebirth, if you will. And, like, the paintings, one of the couples who were with child, there's a collection of, like, butterflies, which is also strong symbology for, for change for the better. And there's also, like, a chessboard and a symbol of contemplation and strategy, which was, like, what V was. He's a man about timing and... Many of these symbols factor timing is probably the important factor since the, he set a date being the 5th of November. There's also like a premature baby and like a premature baby. It has like more risks. So if like if you interrupt the journey of like a caterpillar to a butterfly, it'll die being haphazard about your chess moves. It can easily cost you the game. He also had a picture of St. Sebastian who, uh, in, you know, Christian, I don't know, Christian, Culture, history. Yeah, he was martyred twice, basically. So once he was like tied up to a pole, shot with arrows and stuff. He didn't learn it. And like the picture, (laughs) the picture of him doing it that's in the gallery, he's like, oh, guys, stop. (laughs) (laughs) That's like so not cool of you. This isn't it, but it's pretty similar to it, right? He's like, guys. (laughs) And then so what, what happens is he gets like, stop it. Healed by, I want to say, not healed, but taken care of by like St. Lucia, I think. I don't know, some some other, you know. Santa Lucia. Then he goes out, preaches the gospel again, and they're like, didn't we just? And so they club him to death with. Do it again. Yep. He didn't take the first time. <laughs> it didn't take. And so like, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, that's also like the little foreshadowing for his martyrdom and stuff like that, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And then I, I don't know, I liked I guess one of the biggest things I liked about this is especially like as someone who practices the Christian faith as you know, much as I can, it's like it really challenges I mean, how they had Gordon Diedrich, Stephen Fry's character, like all these things that we believe in and stuff like that. Should we be so so uncompromising in our beliefs that it costs people their lives and is the climate or the path we're on now just if we keep on that path, is it going to become this extreme? Could we easily slide into this being super extreme thing? I thought that, I mean, it's super thought provoking, which I mean, it's Alan Moore, so that's going to happen. Right. And I think that's the thing like without, with, I don't know, maybe not 300, but with the Watchmen and stuff like that, it's like, this is how easily things can get out of hand. And it all just starts with small compromises, especially coming from the Wachowski, because then they were still there, the Wachowski brothers. That mixed with the Matrix and all that about um, being a really big, like, trans person analogy. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Good. But Good job. Good job. I thought Justin had something really, because you look like you're in deep thought. He was there. like, yeah. I was. Yeah. But it's pretty much, I, mean, I agree with it. Yeah. It's like, I guess just. When it comes to the idea or concept or false illusion of power, I mean, like you give somebody power, and a lot of times people don't know what to do with power, and so it kind of like, like corrupts you them. With the soundboard, yeah. <laughs> and he says, "I will do whatever the." F- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I should have got on my nine star rating there. Oh. And I'm uh-huh. glad we went from talking about. Christian so morals and loving people to <laughs> mm, eat it. But yeah, you give somebody, you give somebody an inch and they I'm take a mile. My, I'm glad my super deep philosophical. <laughs> Thanks. It's, You're it, like, yeah, anyway. Anyway, back, back to Bible study. We're immature. That's what they do to me all the time. No, but another do thing. Do to you. No, I pause. Pause the episode. Okay, do to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing things. Amazing content I have. And then I'm like, Whatever. Man, anyways, they don't understand. Thank you for being here for me. I can tell. So telling yourself is bullshit because you get this this gleam in your eye. Like here we go. The audience can't see my gleam in my eye. We can. But no. uh, So a few things I guess with Evie's character, like when Gordon's like, "Come inside," you know, before somebody sees you. I'm like, "How the fuck did they? Somebody not see her wearing that?" I know she just makes it through the streets of London. That's super surveillance and stuff in a tutu. 
Yeah. Like she doesn't even have a coat. Well, she like sees a car, her two-ton, and then turns out of the corner and then they just keep going. I'm like, they saw her. Like <laughs> they saw her. Majority of us will say pretty woman going down the street in a tutu. They were like, whistling. You heard it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Our pervy guy sense goes off like uh. Spider-Man, except like it radiates in different areas. There it is. Where? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> it shoots webs. Show us on the, on the doll. Here's a piece of paper. Just draw it out. <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty graphic. Well, yeah, V being a terrace, I liked how there was a terrace and a kitchen apron. That was kind of clever. I don't know if it was clever. It was just comical. It's like, wow, You're like, uh, he kills people, but yeah. look, he's yeah, conscious about his sure. clothes. Yeah. Don't want to get any splatter on you. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's got to worry about being burned. <laughs> also with with gordon there was something i think all of us kind of relate to where she was like is everything a joke to you and he says like only the things that matter and it's like yeah i mean like i think we all use humor as a coping mechanism i'm making fun of you i love you yeah that yeah. too and i make fun of myself so i can get it in before you can i just make everybody think that i'm joking all the time when really i'm just being mean that works. Yeah. Though. Like how I talk about your nose. That's fucked up. What about his nose? Oh my teeth. gosh. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> For once I'm at a table and no one's making fun of my Jew nose. <laughs> That's because my oh, you're overshadowed by the I got a condor beak there. <laughs> oh man. I got a beaker like, awesome. a, like a Doberman. <laughs> there was what else? And really Justin's Justin. like one of those birds that you can balance on your finger just by the <laughs> beak. This is right. That. That's rude. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> those are awesome. I'm going to get one of those. That was two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, with the inspector too. Like he has to use that little scrambler to have like conversations. But I'm like, you just been using your computer like all freely willy like to, to search all this other stuff that you're pretty much talking about. It's like, why are you using a scrambler to have a, a vocal conversation, but everything's backlogged on your on your computer? Also, I'm like, uh, bullshit. That's a that's a book light. I have that <laughs> yeah. book light. You're not fooling just because you paint the lens red. You're not fooling anyone. But when it comes to like the Roman numerals as well, like V being number five, and, it, and and like it stopped at that that cell, meaning like he's pretty much the last one, the only one remaining. And I think if there was going to be a number six, it would be Evie. And then if there was going to be a number seven, it showed when an inspector that night of November 5th, it clicked seven on his alarm clock. And that's when he stood up. He like took rise like this is what's going to happen. So he is number seven. We need a number seven. But he's and he's I, British I would, and he's British and he is right. An agent. OK. Agents. Double seven or set. What? I think we're going on the same. Yeah. Page here. I think that's exactly what Alan Moore and <laughs> yeah, the, thank you, David Lloyd. They, he gets it. See, he needs to be here for more the of this house because like he's we're planning. Thank you. He makes you feel good about yourself because he can follow your black ass trains. <laughs> Do your impression of him making up points. You did one. <laughs> I can't. It, I, it has to be in the moment. It's got to be natural. Uh, put me on the spot. Like this movie kind of showed a lot of like hard Nazi symbolism. Like the Sutler was an obvious uh, Hitler portrayal. You know, the hairdo and not so much the mustache, but with his loud guttural. Yeah, like, way he like gave yeah. his speeches and stuff and they showed him at the rally. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And he always has like the symbol of the fingermen. He was a whiny, which are the Nazis. He was a whiny little bitch at the end. Yeah. Uh, he should have went out like a whiny. Well, I guess he did. He yeah. Did. yeah. He did, but not with his own hand with Ava Perez. Another thing that's changed as I've watched the movie every year, you know, I've gotten older and at the end when they're bringing Settler down and they slam him on his knees. I thought that like, was. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. that would do that. Why would you guys do that? <laughs> Motherfucker. That yeah. Workman's cop. God damn. The, when V is about to take hold and rise up and carry out his his final mission he does that one point where he sets up all these dominoes and it's just him like you did all this for you are you just entertaining yourself look he had to be inside for a year and it was symbolic though i get that so much masturbation you can do before it rubs off it's what the apron's for hey with those (laughs) fucking burnt hands like how good can that feel it's ribbed for his own fucking rubbing (laughs) rubbing calluses all over your thing although i i mean you I don't know. I'm just weird, and I look at the like small 
details in the movies because you know i'm like well he's clearly standing in that fire when he blew up the camp he's clearly standing in there pretty buck ass naked and i mean those flames are like waist high he can't grow peeves again let's talk to a burn victim lonnie how does that feel (laughs) (laughs) is that a jew joke because of his (laughs) 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 maybe that's why my feet hurt so bad A good one. one another <laughs> thing I on more often. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, in the in the very beginning of this movie, I also kind of didn't get that. There's a curfew set, and she has a date, and she's taking forever to get ready. Like she knows there's a curfew, yet she's gonna go out afterwards. The fingermen are known to be. I'm sure that's not the first. Like, oh, they're pretty bad guys. Like, dude, go out sooner. Yeah, you you would know. You probably. Avoid it. You're you work at a news media place, whatever. Oh, with all access yeah. on your yeah. badge. <clears throat> that dude. That dude's got badge. a that ugly. Badge. That ugly dude's got a date with Natalie Portman. I would fucking be like, eleven thirty, sure. But what? he's gay. He cooked her eggs, bro. Yeah, but he was gay. I'd That's sw- why he was I'd punished sw- because I'd of switch teams for Natalie Portman. Yeah. That's what he was saying. Like, like he can't date gay until it comes to <laughs> Natalie Portman. <laughs> right? oh, okay. No, I mean, he was saying something along the lines, and I think I missed that the first time I've watched this. Is like, I didn't understand that he was... That's He's saying he couldn't bring the people that he wanted to his place because it's frowned upon, because he can't uh, express his sexuality. Too and he, well, he did didn't you, have any interest in her. I mean, so. like, down in his little basement room, he had the... That was all dudes tied up. And, I know. Yeah. How did you... I'm just saying, how did you miss that? <laughs> You're like, oh, look at that gentleman enjoying his little... I just Same thought he sex, was. Uh, I thought S&M. it was just art. Huh. What do we? What do we want to change? What I would change is, like I said, with Hugo Weaving's voice. Like he's a really great voice, and I'm kind of with Jeremy on it. I I hate accents, especially British accents, because I'm America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we won, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what you get, you stupid colonizers. But. Uh, <laughs> wow. How is that on there? Why, <laughs> why did you just, just have that ready to go? <laughs> why is why do you have the spank noise? And I'm proud to be an American next to each other. I bet if you look, Toby Keith base. is on there too somewhere. Here, here you go. This is for you. <laughs> You're not helping your cause with that dance. <laughs> I knew you didn't take dance lessons. <laughs> I'd get up and do the feet too, but you don't got no lazy tenant yet. <laughs> that uh, dance proves I'm a Jew. Anyways, as I was bringing saying, it back, I would yeah. change Hugo Weaving's like just the voice. I I understand the whole they want it to be authentic uh, with the sound of the mask, uh, but I'm like w- between his accent and all the background noises, I felt it was at times it was very hard to hear what he was saying and really make it out, and I feel like especially at the introduction of the character when when he first appears on screen and he's doing like the Shakespeare or whatever monologue before the V's. Um, I'm like, I don't know what you said. Uh, no, I watch it every year. I just, bur, 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 bur. It's like the viral visceral vasectomy. No, before that. <laughs> oh, that one, that one, okay. Yeah, but so that's something I would change. Uh, yeah, there are just a few things, like you said, with, showing some more background into his character because the comic book didn't give a lot, but it gave a little bit more to kind of explain some of his abilities and rationale as opposed to just being like an everyday Joe who knows how to make massive bombs out of fertilizer. Yes, I did kind of like, I mean, I didn't really mind the accent. I mean, I kind of go cultural everywhere with whatever. It's just the French accent. Um, But yeah, no, like... (laughs) Desmond or, or Monte Desmond Monte Cristo dude like he said that was his favorite movie and he was kind of pulling from that dapper gentleman even though he's unhinged he has a plan yet he he doesn't care it's not not he has empathy sympathy for like the people but it's when it comes to the government like I don't care that's mm. that's how how he kind of is portrayed same me. same same so and I don't really you- care for his haircut I don't care for bangs. He could have. He could have did without the bangs. Could have tried harder. Yeah. On that. And could have had a Natalie Portman haircut. He probably. He did. He probably couldn't grow it. I mean, it was a wig. I wish the writers would have took a little bit more time with the anarchist study 
I would have felt more comfortable if they would have made them more like Project Mayhem, just with their lack of respect towards monetary value. I can see why he would cherish monetary things, but I guess I, it's such a different world that we live in to what they live in as well. I guess I'd look at it from a very Americanized value, from a very English value, but that's something I would personally change. And like I said, the blood effect, way tone that shit down. I think there was something I would want to see added. I would have gone up to maybe a, a nine stars if I saw it. You know, at the very end where they're taking off the masks, one of those should have been a gorilla. Took off the mask and it's a gorilla underneath? Yes. Because, I mean, they, they went back to, like, you saw the, the people in the pub. You saw, like, the little girl who was kind of shot in the storytelling of Inspector Finch's, you know, saying how he saw everything kind of come together. But I didn't see the gorilla again. You saw the gorilla in the uh, little Benny Hill chase. You know, they're chasing after you mean the, the guy in the gorilla yeah. costume? I wanted to see a gorilla face after they removed that mask and then there's a gorilla face. Nine stars. <laughs> Nine stars. <laughs> Fired from that job. Jeremy? The gorilla. Three things I'd change. More action, less accents. And the other thing is more from a uh, more editing, cinematography part. I um, Goodness news. <coughs> bless you, COVID. Do it in the microphone. <coughs> um, oh, gosh. gosh uh, the third thing I would change oh my God. would be, I thought that the, uh, the movie was too dark. Most of the time, not dark, like in like gruesome, dark as in coloration of the, mo yeah. the movie. I think it could have been a little bit more vivid colors. I mean, certain parts, yeah, they needed to be dark, but I just felt that the majority of the movie was dark. And, you know, I think that they could have done more of like making certain colors pop a little more. Those are my critiques. Give for it, it the old Zack Snyder mm -hmm. pop. But no. I, mean, I feel like he did that with Watchmen and 300 pretty well. I, I don't know. A lot of people have issues with those movies, but I think they translate over pretty well from the comics, much better than V did. If you go, I remember going to the comic book store and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to get these comics. I was like, what the shit is all these words for? Do you want to leave these comics up front? Huh? So do you want to leave these comics up no, front? No, I'll pay for them. <laughs> Just let me, you know, carry them around. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's the one thing with Alan Moore that's hard to get, especially like you read Swamp Thing and you read like Spider-Man or whatever. It's no, like, in any of his writing, he is very dialogue heavy. Yeah. It's like I didn't want to read a novel. I, I can't masturbate to this shit. There's words all over it. <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> You're just not trying hard enough. <laughs> you can masturbate to anything with the right image. This is true. No, Vertigo. Pro. Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah, it was a Vertigo, Vertigo comic, Vertigo. not Image Comics. I didn't say Image. Yeah, you said To image. the Image. Yeah, to the Image. Vertigo. It's DC Vertigo. Dark Horse. I, I'm just... Loud noises. You're just making things up now? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this is, though... I, I liked Watchmen, but this is probably my favorite DC movie. I'm not a big Cape and Tights fan when it comes to my comics of choice. Just in your real life? Just in my real life, yeah. That's no. the bedroom time. Yeah. Friday night tights. <laughs> but but no, like, my comics of choice, I'm not really a big cape and tights guy. And DC does very few non-cape and tights books. So I like this one. Yeah. Watchmen was another really good one. Didn't really care for Swamp Thing. I, it's been, I don't even think I've ever really read a, a Swamp Thing comic unless it was like a free comic book day There's stuff. But. The Swamp Thing movie. I did like the old school stuff. Yeah. Big old boobies in, yeah. in it. He, he's got some decent boobs. Swamp thing? Yeah. Huh? I think they're on there in his knees or whatever, but anyways. Who oh, hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you That's the way that you are? <laughs> yes. So that, ne next step. I got you, the pick you got the next one. You know, what you got for We've us? We've been doing a lot of like early 2000 movies. I think the majority of ours have been early 2000s. I'm going to go back a little bit to the, the 90s. We're going to be doing a 1999 movie that was shot very close to here. It was the 1999 movie that's 2000 Ale pretty much. Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're going to take but it back, guys. Way back. <laughs> I didn't say way back. But it's Alexander Payne's movie Election that was shot at the high school that I actually went to. So I've never seen it before. Oh, it's we're going to have good. fun with it. So, What's his name? Chris. Chris. 
Matthew Broderick's in it. Reese Witherspoon. Chris Klein. Yeah. That's where he got his start. Start yeah. Starting the rotation again. You, me, Justin. Mine is... Uh, I'm throwing a little curveball at us, boys. Curveball is good. We're going to watch a movie together. Oh. And it's going to be one I promise you have never seen before. We're going to reach into the hat of gems and pull a movie out. Oh, you know Jim? Gems. Oh, more than one gem. Gems. Gems. It's going to be great. We're either going to watch one of my friend Chris Seaver's films or the 1937 classic terror of tiny town hmm. okay well i won't tell you guys what i'm gonna be picking Do i'll let it. you guys pick i'll have a few options available and oh yeah then we'll yeah, yeah. we talked dice. about this earlier still magnolias nope <laughs> driving miss daisy nope Again. fried green tomatoes nope nope nothing for you jj what uh, by the way i thank know you, you want to watch the uh what is it uh, traveling Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. Great Such movie. Great movie. Great movie. Ten Underrated. Ten. <laughs> Book was better. Yeah. I don't know how to read. Sometimes. I read. Last last movie review podcast was nothing but reading. But he knows how to produce rubber bands, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Fucking magic. Uh-huh. armpit. But yeah, thank you for uh, coming on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, JJ or... was blast. How much JJ? am I getting paid for this? Now you, I'll get you a bumper Two sticker. Two bumper stickers yes. and a keychain. Thank you for a... Uh, Keychains, uh, whoa now. We got to redo the outro here because it's um, it, it kicked out. I'm sorry. Uh, stupid. Are we And we're back. <laughs> no, thank you for uh, scheduling us into this. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Good for the schedule. Schedule. Schedules. They said schedule on there get, like so many times. If you guys have me back, I'll wear pants next time. Oh yes. no, then we can't have you prefer it. Yeah, it's summer. Glass. Don't make eye contact with it. With it? Yeah, takes okay. it as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> it gets very aggressive. <laughs> it's mean. It's, it's looking at. Why does it look so mean? Why is it wearing a top hat? <laughs> oh yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Check out uh, our link tree for all of our sites. Uh, we're going to try to <laughs> laugh our mon- way off of here. It's got a monocle, too. <laughs> Is this the Monopoly man? You only need one. What the monocle's for. <laughs> but yeah, have a good night. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This concludes our broadcast day. <laughs> <laughs>